the Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Hello everyone. This is show 47 for Treks in Sci-Fi. It is May the 3rd, 2006. This is our uh, midweek show for this week. Going to do another Aurora episode for you and talk about a couple other quick things before I play that. So let's get started. Okay, as usual, I'd like to welcome everyone to the show. If you've been listening for a while or if you're a new listener, welcome. This again is Treks in Sci-Fi, and I am Rico. The um, The midweek shows that I've been doing over the past few weeks have varied a little bit. Uh, it's been a few weeks, but I am going to return back to the audio adventures of the crew of the USS Aurora. Yes, another episode from my distant past when we created an adventure uh, um, basically through some old cassette recorders, some sound effects off television, and some friends of mine when we were growing up did these uh, episodes. This will be the fourth uh, episode. I've done three in the past. This will be the fourth one. This one this week is called The Lifeboat, and it was written by um, Alan Kluster, who was the captain on the ship, played the voice of... uh, Captain Clooster, and I, I think it's a pretty good one. It's a little different. This this story is is a little unique, uh, a little different, and I think you guys will like it. I think the uh, I think the episode overall is about 25, 26 minutes long, so I just wanted to make a few other kind of brief announcements here before I play the, uh, the Aurora episode, The Lifeboat, for you guys and girls. The first thing that I wanted to say again, for this coming weekend, we are going to be looking at the episode, The Ultimate Computer, from the original story series and uh if you've got any comments about that episode please send them in the email for the show is again treksf at gmail.com you can also find the the main website at treksf.com www of course before that uh probably works without or you can just go to treksinsci-fi.com all one word and that'll get you there Please take a look at the various links on the website. Uh, There is a pretty extensive detailed podcast notes section. If you just click on the podcast uh, button uh, on the main page, there's also uh, some little uh, voice avatars that I've added in the past few weeks that I think are kind of fun. And just, you know, some other things. There's a blog. I don't put a lot on there. And there's the forums, of course. And we have quite a few members on there now. And we've got some good conversations going, talking about the... uh, all the news about the new Star Trek movie and, and people's opinions on that and other movies that are coming out this fairly soon for this uh, spring-summer season. Well, I'm sure we'll have a lot of good talk about that, so check out the forums when you get a chance. The last, uh, the last item I wanted to say before I play the Aurora tape for you is a few weeks ago I started a, a little idea of mine called the Gem of the Week, and I haven't done anything with that since I did the first one, which was Donnie Darko, I think the DVD of that, the movie. And I thought this uh, for this midweek show today, I'd like to talk about another gem. It's going to be real brief, but I want to get another one out there. It's probably not going to be a gem of the, the, I guess gem of the week isn't really the best name because I don't think I'm going to necessarily do one every week. I get tied up with other things. But what I wanted to bring to people's attention, and especially maybe some of the younger listeners, is the works of uh, Ray Harryhausen. 
specifically uh, one of the last, if I think it was the last film that he worked on. And the name of this is called Clash of the Titans. Ray, Ray Harryhausen was a guy who worked in special effects for years and years in films. He basically perfected what's, uh, what's known as stop-motion photography, or, um, where they basically take little creatures, move them a little bit, take a camera, a one frame of, of film, and then move them a little more in one frame. Uh, the classic famous example of this is, is the original King Kong movie. But the uh, the movie uh, Clash of the Titans, which I think came out around 1980, I think was about right. I'll look it up and I'll link it up in the podcast notes and that. was was a real fun uh, movie based on uh, Greek mythology. Um, it, there, there's a lot of neat things. I really don't, I'm not going to say much about it, except it's, it's a lot of fun. Ray Harryhausen also worked on a lot of Sinbad movies, uh, Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Uh, the Eye of the Tiger, Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, I think is the other one. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Lots of good stuff. And with, um, well, I saw the recent new trailer for uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 2, and I just wanted to point out that there are a lot of um, films that sort of have a similar feel to them from, you know, 20, 30 more years ago that are a lot of fun, made by, um, worked on the effects at least by Ray Harryhausen. And Clash of the Titans was the specific one that I wanted to mention for the gem of uh, this show, I should say. The the last thing I'm going to say in that is I just heard recently that, that Hollywood, in their you know great wisdom that they have sometimes, they're, they're toying, or not really toying, I guess it's official, I heard they're, they announced a remake. They're going to do a remake of Clash of the Titans, which, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, every time I hear about a remake, I get kind of misgivings, and, and I'm like, why can't you guys do something original? There's so many good stories and books and things that have never been done before, but... Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. But I thought I'd throw that in there now since I talked about Clash of the Titans and, and the works of Ray Harryhausen. So I will again put it in the podcast notes. You guys go look on Netflix or Blockbuster or wherever you get your movies from. I highly recommend those movies. They're a lot of fun. The effects aren't like the CGI and computer graphics that they have these days, but I think you'll still enjoy them. And with that, I am going to get out of here and, and let you guys listen to the tape or to the, um, you know, ripped audio recording off of the cd that i have these recordings on onto a digital sort of digital format i I guess and put into uh this podcast so without any further ado sit back relax and get ready for another episode of the continuing adventures of the uss aurora again this episode is called the lifeboat and let me know what you think about it send me an email i'm not going to be back again at the end of the the broadcast or the episode It'll just probably be a little music at the tail end. So enjoy the rest of the week, everyone. Uh, please come back on Sunday for this weekend's show, The Ultimate Computer. I will talk to you then. This is Rico signing off, and here you go with the crew of the Aurora. Mr. Dorn, you've reached coordinates you designated. Good. Now turn to course 120 Mark 6. Into Klingon space? You promised to tell us what was going on when we reached these coordinates, and we're not going anywhere till you do so. So I did, Captain. This is Mr. Monroe, this is Mr. Ikla, and this man is referred to only as Sam. We are intelligence agents. We were ordered to infiltrate the Sloan and organize a resistance army there. The Federation already sent one group there, but we lost all contact with them. And there haven't been any reports of disturbances on Sloan, so we must assume they failed. And you need us to take you there? None of us knows how to navigate. Engage. Course 120, Mark 6.
Hunter contact, Captain. Some sort of vessel. Probably a Klingon warship. I'll stop. Shut down engines. Kill all power plants, including life support. What are you doing? Why don't we run? Why did you cut off our life support? Because, Mr. Jern, a shellcraft cannot outrun a warship. And if, just if, we shut down all power outputs, they might miss us on a quick sensor scan. But we'll suffocate. We've got a good ten minutes before that happens. And with luck, we'll be out of range by then. Now, quiet. Frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Aurora, her five-year mission to explore a strange new world, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Ship closing at warp three. Bring up power. Base maneuvers. No use, Captain. They're closing fast. Maintaining base maneuvers. I'm going out to see if I can get some more speed. Never mind. We're being held in a tractor beam. Sure way, course. We're still going to get that power. Being pulled in, Captain. Now 60,000 kilometers. How's that? Still not enough power. That's all the power I can get without direct feed. Not enough. Throw on boosters now. Full power. No good. We haven't the power to do it. Cut power. Save what we can. 40,000 kilometers in closing. You've got to do something, Captain. I'm doing everything I can, Mr. Duren. This is a shuttlecraft Polaris. We have been captured by a Klingon warship. Location, 112, Mark 27, R4798.6PC. Condition, green. Repeat, condition, green. 10,000 kilometers. What appears is hangar doors opening. Setting down. What are you doing, Mr. Duren? Getting the phasers. What do you suggest? We have a shootout? We have to defend ourselves against 450 Klingons when anyone could destroy this whole ship. We have to do something. If we leave the phasers here, it's possible they won't find them. This is Commander Keyord. You are ordered to vacate your ship or you will be destroyed. You have ten seconds. What? This is Captain Clooster. We surrender. Squad one! Captain Clooster. That's Commander Keyord? At your service. Commander, message from the Empire. Some sort of Sloan uprising. Well, the fools never learn. Very well, return message and proceed there at once. Soldier, escort Captain Clooster and his party to the holding cell. Captain Clooster, I shall question you later. This way. No! What? I said no. You're going to kill us all anyway, so why not now? An example Hold it! Are you some kind of nut, Durin? What the hell are you doing? Trying to get us all killed? I, for one, don't want to die. Do you want to die, Duran? Yes, I want to die. Guys, he'll go. 
even if I have to drag him. I am not going. That was a promise, Duran, not a threat. Just go along with me for one minute. Just one minute. All right, Captain. You've got one minute. All right, then. Let's go. Hold on, Duran, until we can talk. In here. All clear now, Captain. Duran, you're a fool. A goddamn fool. What are you trying to do out there? Trying to get killed, Captain. Why? Because the Klingons have many ways of extracting the information they want. What we're doing here could mean intergalactic war. We were not that far into Klingon space. We could have easily blamed it navigational failure. You blew it, Jordan. I mean, you really blew it. The only good thing out of this whole mess is the fact that the first group succeeded. We still could. <laughs> Good. All hands, prepare for explosive decompression. 
large enough to still let his face in. Ain't much you can do, Sonic Disruptor. To keep on my back the way he has been, I'm going after him no matter what. Just forget it and settle down. Now, how do you open this panel? Hey, Earther. How are we going to go through that again? I'm sorry, Mr. Gossy. How can you stand working with that spineless worm? What I can't stand is sitting here with the smell of you. Hey, Trace, how's it going back there? Uh, cowards, all of them. Not so good. What's the matter? Take a look. Sticks out like a sore thumb. The heat control? Completely shorted. Did I hear the heat control was shorted? Sure did. Are we going to freeze? Not if I can do anything about it. But what can you do? Pick out all the undamaged components and make as many complete circuits as I can. But we're not going to get full power back. How much power will we get? I have no idea. Rick, get over here. You're the expert in this kind of stuff. Oh, what a mess. Let's get started. What's the temperature now? About uh, one degree centigrade. How's it going back there, Rick? Well, I'm finished. That's great. My God. It's about time. Well, bad news is it won't get any warmer than this. Probably colder. Damn! Hold on, Duran, it's not that bad. Freezing now. It's going to get worse. And all we have is this thin emergency blanket. Will you stop whining? I can't take it. That. Life support malfunction. That means we only have ten minutes of air left. Don't fly out the handle till we take a look at it. What are you doing? Stop! You're lucky that tool didn't hit me or you would be dead for sure. What are you doing, you crazy nut? You just killed three men. They're expendable piles of flesh using up valuable oxygen. Am I next? I'm very sorry to say that you might have some use to me, but Durham is... You kill one more person, you can just fix that life support yourself, which would mean sure death for all of us. That includes you. Cut the talk and get to work, or I will kill you. Mr. Black will be in the lounge. I was just coming up to see you. Come on, I'm going to the lounge. Check five. You have a worried look on your face. I wonder why. Well, I can see you're not in the cordial mood. No, I'm not. Well, then let's dispense with it. Fine with me. All right, then. Where are we sitting here? Because the captain ordered me to. I guess that's as good a reason as any. What is that supposed to mean? It's supposed to mean if you ever want to see Tracy and Rick again, you're going to have to act now. You want me to violate Klingon space, risk 400 lives for six, start an intergalactic war? Is that what you want? All I meant is what I said. Let's not carry out any further than that. I can't agree. The price is too high. But it could mean the death of six men. I can't take it anymore.
Mr. LaBelle, can I talk to you? Go ahead. I know you're getting pressure to violate Klingon's face, and I... Stop! Just stop right there. Captain the crew, everyone is aware of the situation with the captain. Well, not the captain. Open the base is placed over and have a stop. I will not have the ship divided into two factions. If we do end the Klingon space, I will need everyone's conversations to work together. Discussion of a matter will be restricted to a minimum. Everyone, back to your post. Having your blanket tea, Dorn. Here, put this on with the other one. Well, the, that should keep it from freezing up again. Well, you kept the air control from freezing, but now we're going to freeze. It's your choice, suffocation or frostbite. I have no love for either. Well, what do we do about about them? It's up to you, T.R. What do we do with them? Do what you want with the corpses. They're not my affair. Like what? Imbeciles! I'll do it myself! <laughs> Disintegration is quite efficient. It's also quite efficient in damaging the ship. Come on, let's take a look at the instrument. are going. There's no way to stop it. What do you mean the engines are going? The engines are blowing themselves up. The whole ship may go up. Everybody hang on. What's happening? The engines. They must have burned out. Fix them. I can't. They're completely burned out. Just going to sit there until we either suffocate or freeze to death. No. You fix them and get out of here. I don't intend to die in space. They're gone and I can't do anything about it. It's your fault. When you just integrated those men... Get them, Darcy! You can be fierce if you want to be, Commander. Thank you, I think. Captain, are you all right? Trace, hey, Trace, wake up. Mm -mm. Let me up. I'll break TR's neck. It's all right. We've got him. I don't care. I'm going to kill him. You wouldn't hit a man while he's down, would you? Watch me. All right. All right. I'm okay now. You can let me up. How's your jaw? Guess it could be after just being bashed in by the butt of a pistol. You two take Keorg in the back or tie him up or something. I'll start the engine. What? What's going on? Not the engines were dead. No, we just jettisoned what little booster fuel we had left and made it look like the engines blew out. Huh, I was sure fooled. Hand me the disruptor. I'll keep an eye on him. Here. Trace, need some help? Yeah, get up here and plot a course to the rendezvous. I'm afraid that's, that will be impossible. What are you doing? I'm taking over this ship. Just keep going the way you are. You mean you're a Klingon? I believe that was quite obvious. Uh, Keyard, Keyard. What's going on? Get over there with the others. What's going on, Clooster? I wish I knew. 
wishes sometimes come true, Captain. And since I've shown my hand, I might as well tell you the whole story. I'm a double agent with my loyalty to Klingon. You're a Klingon agent. Why did you try and get yourself killed back on the Klingon ship? My job was to kill everyone on this shuttlecraft. If I died too, well, that's the way it goes. Why didn't you just pick up a phaser earlier and gun us all down? Or explode a bomb and destroy everything? Because that was only half my job. I was to get the names of the top flown conspirators and kill them also. As soon as we were picked up by the Klingon ship, that was impossible. Why didn't you speak up sooner to me? Because, Kior, you're a coward. You'd be afraid to believe me. I couldn't believe the sickening way you abandoned your ship. I should kill you. You wouldn't kill me. We're on the same side. I can be of value to you. About as valuable as scum. Kior <laughs> was right. Disintegration is very efficient. You, gentlemen, will continue on your present course. I'll have to reset the engines to engage them. Go ahead. Can Mr. Dossie help me? Fine. We've got to get back to that rendezvous somehow. Remember what Duran said just before we turned into Klingon space? No, what? None of us know how to navigate. That's right. We can turn around and we've never known. Exactly. Get up front and make a wide-angle turn and set us back to the rendezvous. I'll keep turning busy back here. How? I'll just make up something. I know. You can help me reset the engine. Mr. Edgerton, how much longer can they survive if they're still in the shuttle craft? Three hours, sir, maximum. We can't wait any longer. All sensors have maximum range. We'll look to anything that even resembles a ship. Plot a search course into Klingon space. I don't want some specific bias while we're heading in towards them. Mr. Black, yellow alert. Ahead, warp factor seven. Aye, sir. Long range sensors picking up a metallic object, Mr. LaBelle. Approximately 25 feet long. Is it the shuttle craft? Appears so, sir. Any light reading? Not at this distance, sir. Continue closing. Maximum capability. Closing warp 8.7. Call the transporter room. Prepare to beam over survivors. Transporter room. Prepare to beam over survivors. I hope you're getting a real throw out of this, Dern. I am. Believe me, I am. Don't worry. I believe you. God, they're aboard. Take us home, Salesman. We're factor six. Come in, Captain. Sit down. Thank you, Commodore Hillcrest. I thought you'd like to know that Duran is already on his way to a special penal colony. I'm glad to hear that, but there's something more important I'd like to talk to you about. My chief engineer overstepped his authority when he violated playing on space. I'd like him exonerated, if possible. Well, it's quite possible, because you see, this whole incident never happened. None of us will ever show up on any records. We could never let this information out. It surprised everyone. I understand, sir. This is good.
Episode Life Club, written by Alan Kluster. Guest starring Commodore Hillcrest, played by Michael Matsumoto. Commodore Keyard, played by Joseph Dossi. Mr. Duran, played by Anthony Irvine. Michael Matsumoto, also starring as Mr. Kevin. Paul Henderson as the guard. Rick Dossi as crewman number one. And Alan Kluster as crewman number two. Produced by Rick Dossi, Incorporated.